Coffee with Colby, episode 16. Let's go! Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Colby, the show that is about helping you put your best foot forward on your professional path. In the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee, we're going to cover the challenges that crop up in the workplace, how to balance your career and your personal life. This is all the stuff that you need to know that they didn't teach you in school. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Colby Reed, and this is my show. And as always, before we dive into the show, quick friendly reminder, if you are enjoying the content I'm sharing here, if you're finding value, would really appreciate it if you'd pop open your iTunes account, take 10 seconds, and give us a quick five-star review. That's going to help raise this show up for other people who are searching for career-focused content. Also, if you have a question uh, that you'd like answered on a future episode, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on a future episode, best way to do that is to hit me up on Twitter, at Colby Reed, C-O-L-B-Y-R-E-A-D-E. Happy to answer your questions on a future show. Also, would love if you would share this with your network on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, Help us get the word out to other people who could use this content. Now, Time to get down to business of today's episode. And today, I want to talk about a phrase I really don't like. It's a phrase that is commonly used in the business environment, and I think that a lot of people use it from a use it in a in a, in a well meaning way. But I think that it it it, it has some negative connotations to it, and uh, I, I'm I'm really hoping that we can kind of move this out of the vernacular. Um, here's an example of the first time I really was introduced to this phrase. And I was working in public relations for about six months, and we had a meeting with some of the senior leads on our team. This was one of those mentorship, you know, sit around and just talk about professional development. We were talking about client business. We weren't talking about tactical stuff. It was more about how do you grow as, as a junior staff member on one of these accounts? How do you grow into a, a more senior staff member? And I asked them how they approach a new opportunity when they don't necessarily feel 100% confident in their ability. That The reason I'm asking this is because I ran into this multiple times when I was in radio where my boss would put a new responsibility in front of me and I wasn't sure how I how to respond. At one point, I said, I don't know how to do this. I've never done this before. Do you think that I'm ready? And his response was, yes. And by the way, don't ever tell your manager that you don't know how to do something. Don't ever tell your manager or, or, or let your manager know that you're uneasy about doing something because they need to know that they can count on you. They need to know that, they, that, that you have confidence in your work. They don't want to be doing their job and worrying that you're going to screw up. Now, the flip side of that, of course, is there was an instance or two where I took on a task that I really wasn't prepared for because I thought I had to pretend like I knew what I was doing and wound up kind of screwing things up. Now, ultimately, I was able to fix things in the end, but it wasn't an ideal situation. And I wanted to know how these people that I really respected and and had grown into great positions in this company, how they were going about tackling these new challenges in a way that would project that confidence without also digging themselves into a hole or making a mistake because screwing up can be almost as bad as not seizing a new opportunity. And the response pretty much around the table was this phrase. And the first time I heard this phrase, I immediately disliked it. Tell me if you've heard this phrase before. Fake it till you make it. This is a phrase I hear all the time now in business. I see it on social media. And I hear it particularly directed at a lot of younger professionals as they're trying to grow into a new level in their career. I also see it uh, with a lot of 
established professionals who are trying to make a transition and are moving into a new field where they maybe don't feel 100% confident. And it's always, oh, just fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. I get the thinking here. I understand that this is kind of like that speech in Glen Gary, Glen Ross, where the sales trainer uh, says, act as if, you know, the idea is that until you really are something, until you really are a senior executive in a company, or until you really are prepared to manage a big event, or until you really are ready for a new challenge, or until you really are a vice president or until you really are an experienced professional or until you really are an expert at something, you should pretend like you are. By projecting that image of confidence, you really start to kind of feel confident in yourself and it allows you to move through the process with a little less anxiety. But again, I get that logic. But like I said, from the minute I heard this phrase, I really didn't like it, but it took me some time to understand why. And I think that this statement and this phrasing is really not what young professionals or any professional should be hearing because it sets the perspective. It comes from the perspective that you are a fraud. You are a fake. We live in this time of imposter syndrome where everybody looks around and believes that everybody else in the room knows what's going on and they're the only screw up who's completely clueless. And this is underscoring it. It's saying you don't really know what you're doing. You don't really know how to do this job. But until you can stumble and bumble and figure it out, you've got to pretend like you know what you're doing. You've got to put this mask on that, that, that projects this image that you know what's going on. But here's the problem with that premise. You actually do know how to do this. The odds are you have the skills to tackle the responsibility in front of you. You just haven't had the opportunity to put them in action in this specific instance or in this specific um in this specific environment or in this specific experience yet. Uh, I mean, think about it like this. If someone told me to go out uh with the Oregon Ballet Theater and perform the lead in Swan Lake, I could do it, but I would be faking it pretty much from the very beginning. I have zero dancing ability. I wouldn't know the choreography. I don't know the first thing about keeping rhythm to music and pacing. In that case, I don't have the necessary skills to do the job. So if I were put in that position, I would absolutely 110% be faking my performance all the way through. That said, if tomorrow my boss said that he wanted to film a series of video interviews with local business leaders it would probably trigger some anxiety in me. It would probably stress me out because I had not done that specific type of work before. I, I had not worked with those business leaders. I had not done that type of interview, interview before. But that's how we learn new things because I know how to do an interview. I know how to work a camera. I know how to schedule appointments. I know how to reach out to new, uh, to new partners. I know how to set these kinds of events up. I have the baseline skills. I just haven't applied them in this scenario. So when I am faced with these situations where I'm being asked to level up, and that's really what you're being asked to do in these situations. You have the baseline skills, but you're being asked to do to, to put them to use in a new scenario that you haven't done before. Instead of telling people to fake it till they make it, and instead of, instead of telling me, myself, that I should fake it until I make it, I use a different phrase. And I'm encouraging everyone listening to this podcast to strike fake it, fake it till you make it from your, your vocabulary and use this instead. When you're faced with a new challenge and you don't quite feel ready for it and you're maybe feeling that anxiety, 
I want you to think of the phrase, remember why. Remember why your boss asked you to do this. The reason? Because you do have the skills. Because you have demonstrated that you are capable of learning new things. Because you are capable of doing the baseline skills here. This is just a new application of those skills. I want you to remember why every other person in your field has felt this exact moment of stress at some point in their career because growth takes struggle and discomfort. It is part of how we become more established professionals. Uh, It's the same basic fundamental process as when you're building muscle in the gym. You have to create discomfort. You have to break down those muscles in order to strengthen them and move up to a new level. In this case, you're breaking down your, your, your comfort level muscle and rebuilding it in a new strength and in a new area. I want you to remember why you felt this way before. Uh, the countless times that you have stretched your comfort zone in order to grow and you were successful. Uh, if, you are, if you are somebody who is even remotely career-driven, if you are somebody who graduated with a high school diploma, with an associate's degree, with, uh, with a college degree, with a master's, with a PhD, you have found yourself, you have not walked through life without any kind of challenge. You have not walked through life without any form of discomfort. You have been in this position before. The important thing for you to remember here is what it felt like walking through this before, that you have lived through this feeling before, and what got you to the other side. This time is no different than any other time before. If you take nothing else away from this podcast, I want you to take away the fact that you are not an imposter. Imposter syndrome is very real. If you haven't heard of it before, it's this concept that Everyone, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, that everyone is somehow super experienced, knows exactly what they're doing, and you are the fool, and you don't know what you're doing, and one of these days, everyone's going to figure out that you're a fake and a fraud, and you have no clue what you're doing. That is not at all true. You were hired for your job because you have skills. You went to school for skills. You have gotten good grades. You have passed classes because of skills. You have gotten internships. You have gotten multiple opportunities in your career at one point or another because of your skills. You will have opportunities and you will be presented with opportunities where you're not 100% confident in your abilities. That's how we grow. But instead of convincing yourself and working with this language that you are faking it, that you are somehow that you are somehow an imposter you have to come from this position of i can do this i may not know exactly what i'm doing but i will figure it out because i have figured out stuff like this before and i will figure it out now now all of this being said there is one question that's legitimate here and that is what if i don't actually know what to do here? What if I'm presented with a situation where, yes, I have some of the raw skills to put the work together, but in terms of the actual project that's been put in front of me, the boss says, do X, and you don't really know how to do X. Like, let's say they want you to, to do a report, but you you don't know exactly what the data is. You know how to put a report together, but you don't know what the data is. You don't know what the format is. You don't know those pieces. How do you go about asking those questions without coming across as someone who doesn't have have confidence or is you know kind of clueless? This is when you want to be asking proactive questions. And let me give you an example of, of how to go about doing this and how not to do this. So when I was in college, one of my first assignments was 
to go out and cover a football practice for the University of Oregon for one of the local radio stations. I was supposed to go out, watch the practice for two hours, interview some players at the end, and then give the raw tape to the, to the, new, to the sports anchor the next morning. And I didn't talk to the sports anchor about what kind of story he wanted. And I thought I would be an enterprising young reporter and be creative and try and come up with a story that not everyone else is covering. So while I'm at practice, I see the other news outlets and they're talking to the quarterback and they're talking to the running back and they're talking to the cornerbacks and they're talking to the, the, the offensive linemen. And I decided to do my interviews with the kicker and the punter um, because I thought there was something that year that was kind of interesting about the kicking game. I, I remember there was, some, there was something distinctly that I felt like this was a really interesting story, which is, yes, you know, if you, if you know anything about football, you know the reason I'm laughing. Kickers, punters play a very valuable part of that game, but there's a reason why every other news outlet was interviewing the quarterback and the running backs and the, the wide receivers and the offensive linemen. Those are the positions that were more top of mind than special teams at that point. So the next morning, <laughs> I have a conversation with the sports anchor and he's saying, so you got me an interview with the kicker. Is that it? And it was, it was, he appreciated the effort and he could kind of see the story that I was going for, but it wasn't what he wanted. What I would do in the future and what I encourage people to do now, when you're in one of these positions where you're, you're given a project that you maybe don't know how to tackle. You don't know exactly what to do with it. Rather than saying, I don't know what to do with this. This is over my head, which comes across as a lack of confidence and makes you seem like you're not ready for the job. Instead, come to the table and say, okay, I have not done this specific type of work before. What I'm thinking is you want X, Y, and Z and lay out your plan. Come to the table with a proposal of, I think that this project, that this report is going to require this type of data, and I'm going to lay it out in these formats. That way your boss can say, yep, that's right, go for it. Or they can stop you and say, no, 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 you need this data instead of that data, and you need this format instead of that format. If I had talked to my sports anchor ahead of time and said, hey, I'm going to grab audio with the kickers because I think this is a really interesting story, he could say, you know what, that's great, but also please make sure you get an interview with the Heisman Trophy candidate uh, quarterback as well. <laughs> um, it allows you to, what's also great about that is it allows you to demonstrate that you're being proactive. If you're in one of these positions, odds are you're pushing for a new role, you're relatively new to a company, you're, you're not fully established in your position. Taking these kinds of steps and asking these kinds of questions is a great way to demonstrate that you're being proactive and thinking proactively, even if you don't exactly know what it is you're supposed to be doing. And that's going to do it for episode 16, episode 17 coming your way before you know it. Again, don't forget to hit that five-star review for us on iTunes. Drop me a note over on Twitter at Colby Reed and tell your friends how much you're loving the show there as well. Of course, until next time, I'm Colby Reed and we'll talk soon.